Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. This is Black Girl Soul with something else and Song Ray. Today we are discussing the Netflix drama, Extraordinary Attorney Wu, that has been incredibly popular. It is a family drama starring Paku Ben, Kang Tao, and Kang Ki Young. Y'all know my pronunciations are for trash, so please forgive me. In this drama, we follow Wu Young Wu, an attorney on the autism spectrum who finds new legal cases, social challenges, friendships, and love when she begins working at a new law firm. So, Sung Rae, start it off with your grade. What do you grade it and why? So, I would give this drama an 8 out of 10 because grades, I'm not really, like, you like letters, I'm numbers. So, 8 out of 10 for me. And I think because the only reason I would take away the two is they gave us too many open doors. I know that's on purpose, but still, the too many open doors was just, eh, not my ending. So, 8 out of 10. What do you mean by too many open doors? That everything wasn't solidified and closed. We'll talk about it later, but everything wasn't solidified and closed. So too many open doors. Oh, you know what? I actually felt the opposite. And that's why I didn't make it an A+. I made it an A because, you know, I enjoyed that she was, um, that we have a lead who was on the autism spectrum, right? And also... The acting was phenomenal. Like, I cried tears. The romance was super cute. And the humor was off the chain. So I agree with all of that, right? I love all of those things. But it was that final episode and the fact that everything was so neatly resolved that took away that A+. That just made it a solid A for me. So that's interesting that we're like, giving it a lower marks but for opposite reasons what is your first observation so i think my first observations would be just how uyoung dealt with life period like her dealings with her father her dealings with moving around town her dealings with just her life and how she did things and so that was really interesting to me just to see because you know i have family members who are autistic or who are on the spectrum. So I've worked with people who have autism. Not being able to 100% see all of their daily interactions and how they moved and things like that, this gave me another perspective and another view. And it was kind of interesting just to be able to see that. And to see it again, before anybody says anything, I am aware this is a drama. I'm aware this is not 100% real. And I'm aware that there are variations on how everybody moves, but it gave me some understanding and a better perspective than what I had prior to watching. So that was my first takeaways from the show was just getting to see uh, Young and how she moved. I totally agree with you because I think that if you're not in that culture or if you have not been exposed then you're coming from a place of ignorance. And we can never know enough. There's always gonna be somebody who knows more about this topic 
and will correct us and we're happy to learn, right? But for the purposes of a drama and this being the lead character, I thought it was great and I appreciated that. Um, I appreciated not only the positive representation of the lead character, but also that they showed a variety of characters who were on the spectrum. So you're not just getting this genius level. So I totally agree with you. I agree with everything you said. I like that they focused on those little aspects of those characteristics that she shared with her family. But what I didn't like was that they didn't find other ways to acknowledge it. So like we see it with her and her mom, clearly her mom makes genius kids. Okay. Like <laughs> clearly her mom has those genius eggs going on. Right. And so it was nice to see, oh, this is definitely her mother. That was like a hint and a clue. So there are things that we saw as the viewer that the characters didn't know. And that is often a device that's used. But when it got around to her brother and that happening and the way he was with the food, I felt like it was overkill and it was wasted. Like I wanted there to be a scene where you see them sitting together eating and they both do the same thing. Like I desperately wanted that scene because when I saw him sitting there, I was like, okay, it's cute that we see that they share that in common, but there's no one to get that extra bit of oomph out of it. Like if she, the brother and her best friend had been sitting together and they both ordered the same thing and then they looked at it the same way and then the cook and her, you know, longtime best friend, if they had looked at each other like for real, that would have been dope, but they like totally wasted it. Just going, okay, they're similar. Okay. Yeah. They're siblings. Of course. They, <laughs> yeah. We see the genetics is real, you know, like. You that like, would have been one of those times that I feel like something was not wrapped up correctly. That's what I'm talking about. When I say that they didn't end it, they didn't, they left open endings. What did you think about their relationship? Because, or maybe you already said it all, but I felt like the relationship was one-sided and then I agree with you. I think that the romance was, if you're going to grade it separately, I think the romance side was like an A minus for me, just because I felt that if he was this dude who was popular with women and um, well-liked that and maybe she was a break for him. Maybe he didn't have to be on display. When they broke up and you see that um, all these women kind of overwhelm him, he does not look particularly happy. <laughs> he does not look. And so that's what I was about to say. Just because he's popular with women doesn't necessarily mean he's some type of playboy either. So right. like, because kind of that's where I'm I'm picking up. It's, you're, it sounds like you're saying... He's popular with women, and so he was this suave type of guy. Well, I think he was an awkward right. kind of oddball himself, regardless of women being interested in him. And so her being who she was is what made it interesting because she wasn't fawning all over him and falling all over him and making him uncomfortable. That's right. why I think they worked. But that's right. just me. No, I think that solves it. Because I think that's the thing I was trying to figure out. It wasn't like I thought he was like super suave, you know, but I felt like 
if he was this guy who's used to a certain interaction with women, how was he getting emotionally fulfilled when he was with her? And because he was like totally passive for the longest time in that relationship. He was like doing what she wanted to do, listening and talking about what she wanted to talk about. <laughs> I was like, dude, totally don't you agree. Used to... Totally agree. Right. Aren't you used to a little bit more interaction, you know, conversation back and forth? And so I was like, how's that work? But you explained it. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> so what's your next observation? I think my next observation would be the director of Hanabata whatever because I'm tearing it up I'm sure law firm the one who was her father's uh Sunday or Hubei I'm not sure who was who but they went to school together and I did not and I mean when I tell you from the bottom of my heart I went back and I even watched some scenes I do not understand why in her mind and why her dad I just don't get what was her reasoning for wanting to use Young just to get at the mama? Like, you couldn't have come up with a bunch of other ways, her working at Joe Law Firm to do this. Like, it just made no sense to me. That part, I was really unhappy with because I felt like, did her and the mom have a grudge? Did I miss that? Like, what the hell was going on between the two of them? Did you understand that? I did understand that because... I understood it for what it was and also as a um, a plot device. Like, they needed a villain, right? <laughs> and they needed to flip it. Like, that's the interesting thing about the writing of this show. I think there are places where they were really skillful, where it's like you thought someone was magnanimous and being kind, and you find out, no, they ain't. You think that she's really helping because they were friends in college, but no, she wants to use her. You think the mom, despite being selfish initially, you think that she's like this good person. And then you're like, oops, maybe not. (laughs) She's not a good person. I got the impression that they were rivals in college and rivals in the legal world, right? Because their two law firms regularly bump heads and tend to lose to the other law firm. And so that's why every win against them was like a big deal. I think that maybe it was overkill on the boss's part, but she was upright about it. She didn't go to the father like, I just want to be a good person. She was like, no, I want to <laughs> win. I want to beat this chick. I, I ain't liked her for a long time. And when you see how the mother is, you kind of realize, well, maybe the big boss had a point. When you see how the mother is conniving and twisting things here and there, you're like, well, maybe she's like that because this chick, you know, the mom was a bad woman or or cold-hearted, at least. You see her, like, shed real tears when she realizes this is my child, and you know that there's some regret there, but then she quickly turns around and defaults at, how can I get what I want? How can I be selfish? How can I not? Like she didn't think, let me try and build a relationship with my child. Especially when you see your child is a genius in the same field that you're in. Like she didn't care about all that stuff. So that's when I kind of thought, well, maybe she's getting what she deserves, but should it be at Young Woo's expense? I don't know. That still just does not 
sit real well with me because I don't know. I feel like they could have done that a little different. But it is what it is. The drama was overall good. That was just one of my observations that I just was like, eh, what is this about? Why are we doing this? Why is this going this way? Um, and as far as her mom, I feel like with her mother, her mother said from Jump Street in so many words with dad, I'm not interested in doing this type of thing. Like, yeah, you were cool. We were dating. We were together. We were having fun. But I had a goal and I've been having a goal from the beginning. So it is what it is. Now, I'm not justifying her because I think she was a terrible, horrible mother. But I do, you know, like, it's not like she didn't make herself known from the beginning either. No, that's true. I mean, I think, and and especially when you find out maybe second to the last episode, or if not the last episode, that I think the last episode that she'd been keeping track of Uyangu the whole time. Um, so I think that there was at least some concern. Maybe she was like, I'm watching the bomb just in case it starts to tick. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, I just, the mom was just an interesting figure to me because when you see her, like, I watched the scene of them sitting in that cafe like two or three times of the mother, like, realizing, like, that actress was so good because she always looked perfect in a particular way. But when she started, when the realization comes across her face and she starts to cry, she looked like a different woman. I was like, yes, you could, she did. I that was, was like, an excellent yeah. Right. I was like, man, you took Two Face to another level. Like, I thought it was like she was so smooth and then, like, she looked like a different chick. I was like, ma'am, you are showing us the, like, trauma as it happened. I was like, woo. That's why the acting, like, not just um, Paku Ben, like, of course she's stellar. Of course she's stellar. But all the all the actors were good. All of them did their parts incredibly well. And I'm not surprised that they all individually have gotten accolades because I don't know this. Maybe you do. I know that this show is popular on Netflix and popular in America. I don't know if it's popular in Korea, but I would not be surprised. And they're already well-known actors so to some degree but yeah this solidified it if you didn't already know trust the acting was stellar what do you think i agree totally i think it was i don't know about how popular it was in south korea or not but i do know that yes it was a stellar show the acting was on point everybody did their job to the to the best even the the uh friend because he was funny to me, the uh, friend who was the cook the, that owned the restaurant that they would go to. Um, he was hilarious because even when she tried to set him up, he just tore it up from the moment oh. he met her all the way through. He just couldn't get it together. <laughs> there were places where I was laughing until I cried. And I have to go find some of those places. But, like, definitely Woo young Woo and her best friend, like, they were always hilarious together the best friend was hilarious running after bad guy that's what i call him bad guy you know the co-worker and, yeah i know what you're talking about right and it was like every time she was sliding up to him i was like chick you can't see the awful coming off of him like it's seeming 
just trifling behavior coming off of him. And Even the fact that he, had that he was showing her no kind of I'm interested. <laughs> That's why the the uh, cook had to come in like, okay, move, come on, let's go. Mm-mm, right. Nope, you're done. <laughs> right. And now, now this is what I will say. Okay, so we already know he was set up to be a bad guy, and of course, the writing is so good that you think, like, we got to a point right where. He's a bad guy and he's jealous and he's everything wrong. And I really disliked his character. But when he got with the mama, I was like, you put two super villains together. I was like, Lord have mercy. And then it was just like, I felt like there was no place for Ooh Young Ooh to win. I was like, chick, you about to get got. But then, of course, because it's a Korean drama, they give him this redemptive element. I knew they were going to give dude a chance and a pass when they all went to what um, Jeju Island or whatever. And he starts being like kind of kind. And then the, um, the other coworker starts to feel, you know, soft towards him. I was like, does he deserve that? I don't see where he's proven that he deserves that. I mean, dude was straight up on social media throwing Young Woo under buses, trains, and planes. I'm like, can he didn't even get like slapped for that for real. He didn't get anything. It was like he was allowed to just filter on through with his triflingness. Uh uh-uh. uh. And that is another point where I feel like it was an untied, like they just let it slide by only because he was interested in old girl and because she kind of pushed him towards, I like guys who stand up for things. So, oh, okay, I'm going to stand up because she likes that. Not because I knew I was wrong and I need to fix this. You know, like, I don't know. I just felt like that was a little untied. I felt that they tied everything up too neatly because they gave him the opportunity to, like, redeem himself, what, second to last, or the last episode, maybe second to last episode, when he goes against their new temporary team lead. And then he goes to the mother and says, I think I'm going to start being a fool for a change because he was so used to being that tactician and that conniving and trying to get over. And he was like, I think I'm going to start being kind. And then the mom was nodding her head like, yes, I get it because I realized that, you know, you can be a kind person. I'm like, once you try to too? Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, so two supervillains at the same time sitting across from each other decide, now we're going to be good people? I'm, I don't understand. I didn't understand. And I- so I hear you on the concept of saying they tied it up too neatly. And I think for me, that was why I felt like it was untied because it was just like we threw something together to make it be all right when, no, we need to dig into this a, a little bit more. And so this is where I feel like, because a lot of people were, what are they doing a season two for? And some people were, you know, excited about a season two, but whatever. In which case, I feel like that left some room for some things to be discussed and to be delved into because another portion that I felt like was, a they, if you want to call it a quick tie or if you want to call it an undone, but the team lead who had gotten, he had, was it colon cancer? What did he have? What kind of, he had cancer. And he went in to have surgery. Well, he and his wife were making amends. His ex-wife were making amends. And part of the amends was she wanted him to quit the job. He said he would think about it. But then he tells Ooh Young at the table, or Young uh, Young Woo, sorry. You all have to forgive me. You all know I like uh, 2 p.m. So every time I say these names, I am thinking 2 p.m. folks. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, young he is busy telling her, you know, to the side, you know, shush, shush, don't say anything. And so eventually he just says, well, you know, I'm still thinking about it. Well, I'm going now, sir, if you return to doing the same thing you were doing before, you are not, you've made no changes and you are going to be back in the same position you were in when she left you. So, like, what difference is there going to be if you continue doing the same thing you've been doing and if you continue working at Habana or Habada, whatever the name of the law firm is? Um, it just didn't make sense for me. So, like, that was another, okay, they could have tied this up a little bit better. But, again, I kind of felt like some of this stuff was left undone for a season two to be able to flow and start. Okay, so let me go back because... Yeah, I wanted a season two, but the final episode is what made me think there would not be a season two. Are you saying that you've heard that there will be a season two? Yes, I did. I heard it will be in 2024 when uh, or Kang Teo returns from military service. Woo! Okay, y'all. If you didn't hear it before, you're hearing it with me. I'm excited. I mean, look it up too. But yes, I'm super excited because I wanted there to be more. I mean, this is a family drama in some ways it is your your typical legal procedural drama right because every episode is one case I mean sometimes I think they bled over a bit but like you get a case a beginning middle and end it tends to be interesting somewhere like 70% of the way through you see wind flying through um Young Woo's hair, and she comes to this big I epiphany. love those. I love those. I love those. Girl, they were so funny. That's what I said. There was the jokes and the humor was definitely throughout. All of a sudden, I was like, what is this? Some kind of hair commercial or something? Because her hair be like flowing back, and she'd be like looking at the wells and stuff. I was like, okay, chick, you about to have a moment, huh? Okay, let's go with you. If it really does happen, I'll be so happy to watch an, I mean, a season two because at the very least, you're going to get interesting legal cases, right? And then I do want to see, like, where are y'all going with this? Because, yeah, I felt like I felt like season one was neatly wrapped, but I didn't like the way it was neatly wrapped. I didn't like that, like, this chick has been wandering around as a single child knowing that she was, like, abandoned. Did she know she was abandoned by her mom? Well, at some point, she knew she was abandoned. And it, Remember, and it she said her. her grandmother had told her. So right. she did know. Right. So she's been dealing with that pain. That's why at the end, I was like, can we at least see the brother again? Because the brother seemed like he was clicking exactly. with it. And he's just, can I see them look at the sushi and be jacked up together or whatever it was? Isn't that sushi? Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Not sushi. That's not sushi. Yeah, no, not sushi. I need to go directly to my closest Korean restaurant and sit there and eat and learn. Y'all know I'm bad with the, the names, but I'm clearly bad for food too. If it ain't kimchi and it's not me sitting around getting drunk on soju and, and sitting up in a barbecue, I don't know what's what. Y'all, I will catch up. How is it that it's been years? It's been over a decade and I'm still so ignorant. It ain't right. It ain't right, y'all. It's both. Anyway, of us. Don't now, worry. You're not alone. Oh, no, I'm about to give you your, your flowers because I'm like, I know you're better at it than I am. Like, you eat Korean food more. You keep up with all this stuff a bit more. You say the names better. 
Ooh, I'll take a class. Maybe that'll help me. I'll take a class and then I'll come back and I'll start throwing some, the way that they throw in English words into their, uh, their sentences. I'm going to start throwing in Korean phrases, y'all. Then you, you won't be able to touch me. I'll be hot shit then. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be step one towards moving to Korea, not moving to Korea, visiting. Okay. Visiting. I can't move to Korea. Like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. but I can go visit and look at them the way they looking at me. I'll be like, you looking at me? I'm looking at y'all. Anyway. So, um, yeah, to get back on topic, um, I do think that it is great news that they'll have a season two. Um, where do you see them going with a season two other than more cases and maybe more of the sibling relationships? I feel like, yes, it'll be more cases. I feel like they'll flesh out some more of, um, Lee Jun Ho and Oo Young Woo's uh, relationship. I feel like we'll get to see the second lead couple getting their relationship more solidified and together. Um, we may even see love interest for the uh, best friend, someone who's more like her, or you know, who is more interested in her. Obviously, um, I also see that they will probably want to work out the relationship between not just the siblings, but her and her mother, because. At the end of the day, if her and her sibling are going to have a relationship, she's going to have to be able to deal with the mother and the fact, because what didn't they put out that that was her her daughter or was it just they left it with the son? They just Being left the, it with the son. So and I think that's probably going to get put out there into the world somehow eventually where she'll have to acknowledge that's my daughter. Well, see, that's the thing because, okay, so that's another thing that they neatly wrapped and I didn't like I didn't like that they were threatening us all through the damn show and then at the 11th hour they were like oh psych out no there's no real danger I'm like y'all been yelling like I know because she was going to have to move to the country then she was going to have to move to America and oh America's the better option like yeah they was pre preparing to pack and move right and I'm like Okay, so because she's a love child, her whole life is about to be razzed to the ground. What is this? And granted, you know, there's a reality of Korean culture and then there's what we see in the drama. So we're talking about the TV version of Korea. Let's make that very clear. In the TV version of Korea, a love child is like the most, okay? <laughs> and is the end. That's why I kept on thinking, is she going to stay and fight? Like, this is what I imagined episode 15 because they purposely gave us the impression when they were doing the um previews when they were showing her fighting through the paparazzi and whatever like she had been outed as a love child and she was being hounded that's what i got from that preview and then you find out it's absolutely not that of course but i'm like they the threat is still there the mother neutralized the threat because she decided to not run for office or whatever. But the threat is still there to me, unless they're just going to let that completely go. No, and that's why I said I feel like eventually in season two, they will have to address the fact that that's her child. And if you don't, if you remember the uh, director of Havana said, I let you off easy this time, meaning. There's another time coming. 
Right. I don't I don't know if I took it as another t- I mean I I feel like they're always going to battle because they're rivals, but I think that the mother is never going to acknowledge her because she's a tribal tribal daughter. Like I think they're And always- I I hear that. I don't feel like it's going to be something that she's acknowledging because she wants to. I feel like it's something that she's going to have to acknowledge because it's going to be put out there somehow. Ah, okay. So the threat is still there because it's quieted down for now. Okay. Right. Because keep in mind, the uh, director of Havana had already spoken to the doggone reporter, had given him all the deets. So that's still sitting there as like a hot potato that has, okay, let's, let's turn that off for right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean if stories get slow, we don't have anything to talk about. This right. man is not going to go, hey, I got this over here. I could go ahead and pull out. Like, I'm feeling somewhere, somehow, I don't know how the writers are going to spin it, but somewhere, somehow, that has to be brought out and that's going to be discussed and that's going to be, it has to be fleshed because eventually, whether the mother chooses to say, I'm going to accept this or I'm going to try to fight against it at the end of the day, the boy knows, the dad knows, she knows, the director knows, like too many people know Right. she's Taysan's daughter so moving on she's it's gonna have to get out there well see that's the thing sometimes I have to think about myself as an American viewer and I have to think about our sensibilities and I almost feel like that's the American way of doing things like oh it has to come out but I have to wonder will it really need to come out not because I'm trying to protect young from censor and from you know the the bright spotlight of the public but because there's just so much about when they talk about you know quote unquote tribal culture and like what is hidden stays hidden you know unless something really crazy happens I feel like that might not come out I think the mother will always be this shadowy figure I feel like it'd be a major accomplishment for her to even have a relationship with her brother because until the brother came back talking about you're my big sister and I need your help I don't think the the mother would have ever spoken to her again. I mean, other than to go, hey, will you take my deal? Okay, you didn't take my deal, deuces. Like, I don't know. These these are speculations that we don't know. I, I will say that when I imagined the season two, I did imagine what it would be like years later. I wanted to see when they got married because they ended it with them just basically going, hey, we broke up and now we back together. You know, make up to break up and break up to make up, right? And he has his whole family that he has to deal with because young Woo did not meet his mama, okay? <laughs> she met the sister, and that was bad enough. So I'm like, okay, uh, what's that going to be like meeting the rest of his family? And will they ever get married? Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll break up again. So I thought that was an interesting element. I also thought it would be interesting if we saw years later if she had her own child and what she would be like as a mother because it would be interesting. What do you think? Well, I feel like as we wax poetic about what could be, you know, the Jacquinim, the writer, we, we need you to hear us if you have not, hear us. Because <laughs> these are some ideas and things that are floating around for the people who have been watching, as well as I'm going to go ahead and segue into talking about I am convinced with my whole heart that the writer is a fan of 2PM because we have the names. (laughs) We have the names, Lee Jun-ho and Woo Young, who is, those are two members of 2PM. 
um, the friend and Uyung's greeting where they ooh to the young to the ooh and do to the rock to the Rami whatever that thing if you've ever seen the drama um, Good Manager I believe it's Good Managers Good Manager Good Manager that same kind of thing was happening because he was D to the O to the something and so when I saw those I was just like okay this lady whoever Drop the writer could be a man. I apologize. This writer, whoever it is, they are a fan of 2 p.m. because they are pulling from some stuff and it just made me laugh. And then it was some times where they mentioned uh timing where I think something was happening at like 159 and it was close to two o'clock, and two o'clock is 2 p.m. You know, right. the hottest time of the day. And so it was just, I don't know, a few little things that just made me go, Oh, the person who wrote this, they're a 2 p.m. fan. Yeah, I find some of them attractive, but I'm not a 2 p.m. fan the way she's a fan. Like, she waking up in the middle of the night to watch them. I swear, she might get 2 p.m. as a tattoo on her butt. I don't need to know those details, but chick, crack me up if you do. Uh, <laughs> she rides for 2 p.m. So when she started noting all those things, I was like, if it were one or two things, I'd be like, okay, you know, coincidence. But like as she as you hear her and she names thing after thing after thing, I was like, you know what? That was an Easter egg for the two PM fans, and it's very relevant for today because they're increasingly popular. You know, they stay popular. They've been around forever, but they stay popular. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a nice tie-in. You know, good for them. The show is not just QC. They trying to be hip. They try hip. They trying to be you know with it. Okay, I sound real <laughs> hip with it, classy. Okay, what word can I use for they they on it? Okay. <laughs> anyway, I did enjoy it. It was a solid A for me. We talked about the places where we wish it been more comfortable or smoother. When you said there's going to be a season two, it made total sense that stuff was left hanging according to you, and, like, cleaned up a little bit too well, according to me. Is there anything else you want to point out about this show? Maybe any of the other characters that you wanted to touch on before we end this episode? Not really any characters or anything about the show itself other than its popularity. And so, speaking back to the popularity, I have um, a few family well, one family member in particular, and then a couple of friends who had mentioned the show to me, and that made me go, all right, here we go again. So when I start having people who are not 100% K-drama watchers or Asian drama watchers start talking to me about shows, it makes me laugh because it just, it's like, okay, the popularity is like so out there right now for Korean content. And to the point where they were like, if you just throw a K in front of it, people are gonna go be interested. K beauty, K hair, K this, you know? So it just makes me laugh because I'm like, yeah, we're there, we're in that place. And my aunt, she has been texting me, are you watching Attorney uh, Wu? Are you watching that show? What do you think about this? What about this? Oh, I love this. And I was just Girl. like, wow, all right then. So yes. So what is she like about this me- show? Like what? What if, if you remember? She's liking what everything. She's watching it. No, really, it was just a matter of, uh, oh, I just think they're so cute and so quirky, and I like how they are showing this um, autistic lady and how she's doing her job, and I like her and the guy, and she she was just into the show. She liked it. That's why I was like, it's the family drama that can grab multiple audiences and multiple 
countries, right? And maybe that's on purpose, of course, but you know, maybe that's why the bad guys couldn't be completely bad <laughs> because, you know, we're used to seeing all types of shows and they had to tamper it down because it's crossing multiple audiences. So that totally mm. makes sense. And like my mom, I don't know. I mean, she saw me when I would watch it because I kid you not, I would take my lunch break and sit and be like, okay, I'm about to watch this show. Like, <laughs> because I was addicted. And, you know, when she would catch it, she has historically been like, well, you know, America's such a ghetto. Look at, that's what she said. She's like, look at how well they're dressed. The final scene where they're all sitting together in the cafe, all the friends talking, she stopped and watched that. And she was like, look at them looking all so nice and clean cut. Oh, <laughs> cracking up. Because I was like, well, I guess. And she was like, I see why you and Sunray like these shows. And and it's because I think people are looking for that. All audiences everywhere, but definitely American audiences. They're not looking for a completely sanitized show, but you're looking for something that the kids can watch with the parents and it's feel good. And the romance is by and large cute and sweet. Nowhere in there was he a bad guy? Was he trying to be an uh, F boy? You know, so I applaud uh, Netflix for being smart enough to pick the show from the batch and go, yes, we want that show. And I applaud the writers for the most part. I like them even more for season two. Very rarely, rarely do I ever want to see a season two of a show. I don't really like that because that's not what K-dramas have been to me. But this show... Yeah, you can bring that season two on. You, I'm a crackhead. Bring that season two on. I think for myself personally, like I'm not a fan of the concept of a season two for Korean or Asian dramas, period. Just because I feel like they do a very good job as they traditionally were. Just being, uh, we knew the Japanese were like eight to nine episodes, 10 at the most. Uh, Korean was up to 16. The Thai dramas, you know, they have their what they do but like I feel like because we're in this global space where now everything is wide open to everybody people are working towards trying to assimilate and fix fit in and so with that sometimes they mess up and there's some dramas I've seen where there was a season two and I was just like why did y'all do this what was the point of this why are we here what, 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 what are we looking for like it was just not good it didn't work out and it wasn't the best use of time but then there have been some where I feel like they completely left you fucking hanging excuse me but I like Vagabond I will never let that go I don't care what anybody says fine there won't be a season two but that was the worst drop off ever it was like they got you to the edge of a cliff you're excited you want to see how it ends and then bam done goodbye and nothing else ever again what the shit was that? Like, so dramas like that, that pisses me off. So I need you to wrap it up correctly. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes, in mind. Yeah, no, sometimes it's bad writing, right? Sometimes it's bad writing and, it, and they can't even use the excuse of, oh, we thought we were going to be picked up as a show for a season two and it didn't happen. Like, at least with American dramas, you could say that. You'd be like, why did they leave us with a cliffhanger? Oh, it's because they thought they were going to have another season and it didn't happen, right? But yeah, I totally agree with you. And we've talked about this. Anyone who's listened to our podcast for any length of time, we're preaching to the choir. I think that there's this place where 
they're going to try to cater to audiences in other countries. And then I think they're going to wise up and snap back <laughs> and realize, no, part of our greatness is that we have finite episodes. Our greatness isn't having two and three and four seasons because you can get that anywhere and it drags the story out. If the story is bad or thinned out, then you lose the audience. So there's no point in playing that game. You might as well have your 16 episodes or 24 episodes, or even if you're like a Korean soap opera and you got like 50 or something like that, it's better to have your finite story and squeeze the hell out of it because honestly, that's evergreen content, right? To the like point that there are still people to this very day who have entire podcasts and shows around Boys Over Flowers or right. around Coffee Prints. Like, that is what they do because, like you said, they're evergreen. They're not going anywhere. Right. I mean, even American shows are evergreen up to a point. There's always going to be an audience. There's always, it's going to be new to somebody. Someone is going to come up and turn around like your aunt is suddenly going to be like, because I like the Tony Wu, what's the next show I can watch? And all of it is going to oh, be. Oh, no, no, no. Her. Let me tell you what actually called her. What actually called her was the King's Affection. And because she saw Lord. the King's Affection, it suggested she watched this. And that's how she. So she's been, me and her have been talking about several dramas because she got caught up. She, oh, we got another, we got another crack. Yes, yes, we, we got, got caught up. <laughs> the addiction is started. See, I always love it when we got another one wrapped up. Come on, come on. Maybe one day she can come on the show, okay? <laughs> it would be nice, right? <laughs> right, it's, because you always want to get that new point of view. We've been watching for a while. I mean, we always love a new show. You see that we get giddy and stupid and tumble over ourselves with, you know, talking about this stuff. But it's always nice to see it from a different point of view, from somebody else who's like, you know what, I've been subsisting on American television and I'm sick of American television. And now I get to watch something that is interesting and grabs your emotions, but it doesn't have to be super salacious until you get to the Japanese ones. And anyway. Girl, sweat and soap. Good Lord have mercy, but moving on. Right, right. You, you got to graduate, okay? You start with the bachelor's and then you get to the master's. Well. I wouldn't even say yeah, because the PhD is is Thai. Like, let me keep it a buck. The, the PhD is watching Thai dramas because, whoo, those will mess you up. But yeah, like you get to the Japanese ones and some people, you know, sometimes it doesn't grab them like that. I love a Japanese drama. Even the um, the anime just makes me very happy. But like you said, as global audiences, there's going to be a reforming. I just hope that we get a lot of our shows elsewhere and not just Netflix. Netflix is running things a bit, but I'm counting on other outlets to give us what we traditionally enjoyed. And that means Vicky, that means Cocoa. Heck, that means, and in, in I know it sounds weird, but even Amazon, you know, like other outlets. I would throw Disney in there, but I. Child, let's not talk oh about Lord. this. Let's just not. Because they, yeah, there's another drama that just like, uh, what was it, Dr. Lawyer? I was just, I was like, damn it, man. Why y'all playing me Big for the Mouse. Left? Big Mouse is out right now, and I wanted to see it, but yep, guess who has it? Disney. It's like, no, it's, it's one of those cases where when you find out Disney has a movie, you just, you pour a little bit of malt liquor to the ground and say, I'll miss you. I'll miss you. 
Seriously. You just pour it out for your friends. Like, I, you know, I wish you were still here, but I know you're gone. Because, I mean, and I have not VPN yet, and you could tell me better than I would know if the VPN with Disney works or does it not work? Ma'am, so for me, it is not working. I've had people online trying to tell me, yes, it works for them, and it depends on the type of VPN. At this point, I went and even created my own account, meaning I paid for an account because the first one I was sharing with family, I created my own account with the VPN already set up, set up in, I would like to say, I think I was in South Korea, could be China, but not really sure. But any which way, I was in an East Asian country under the VPN and it still did not work. So somebody was like, well, try Sydney, Australia. Okay, well, if I got to go through all of these shenanigans just to get to it, again, Disney has missed the point. They have fucking dropped the ball and I have no words for them right now. Right. I went back and watched on my Venus and then <laughs> I was like I'm feeling I'm, I need more of the Mel Lee so I was like oh that's the lawyer right I was like girl isn't his nickname so nice or something like that anyway so I was like you are so nice sir 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 because I, I think I read somewhere that he was when he was younger he was super into rap music and he kind of got into acting because he was trying to like get next to somebody who he admired as an actor anyway so i like him and so i was like oh dr lawyer because i'd already wanted to see dr lawyer and then i was like oh it's about to be out and when i saw it was on disney it was over so if anyone has suggestions on how to see dr lawyer because i am a fiend I'm not going. Now, here's the caveat, okay? Here's the exception. Because I was going to say sketch sites, but go I'm ahead. not going to sketch sites. You're not going to give me some monkeypox online, okay? You're not going to do that to me. My computer is pure and perfect and clean, and I'm not going to a sketch <laughs> site. <laughs> I got Norton. I got It's nice, okay? But if you know a way, a VPN way or some, or you know something about Disney and when they're going to release these shows, let us know. Okay? Let us know. Inquiry minds. Seriously, because at this point, I want to speak to somebody at Disney. Like, I sent some emails. Not enough. I want to speak to somebody at Disney because I'm a little unhappy with whatever the hell they is, whatever in the hell it is that they're doing. It makes no sense. Right. I'm like, you losing. It's Disney. It's not even like they can be like, oh, we have licensing issues. It's Disney. We have a whole blog about it, y'all. I mean, a blog post about it. So go read the blog post. Please comment. Give us answers. Help us out. Each of us has to help the other because we're in it together. We're a community. You know Disney ain't out for us. We got to be out for each other. So if you know, put it in the chat or send us an email. Black Girl Soul 64 at Gmail or just tweet us. Who does email? I don't even check email. Go to our website, blackgirlsoul.com. Soul is spelled S-E-O-U-L. If you have something to add, reach out to us on Twitter, blackgirlsoul at blackgirlsoul.com. Yeah, I was about to say we're Facebook, we're Instagram, we're TikTok, we're YouTube. You can find us several places. If you just want to leave a comment, we will respond. Right. So nothing else, Sungway? No, ma'am.
Well, thank you guys for listening. This is Black Girl Soul. I am something else with Song Gray. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week.